You're listening to Building the Game with Rob and Jason. It's Building the Game with Jason and Rob. For tabletop game design, you really can't go wrong. Building the Game, yeah, Building the Game. Hello and welcome to Building the Game, a documentary podcast. Today is Monday, April 15th, 2019. You're listening to episode 358. 58? 59? 59. 59. My name is Rob. Jason is here. Guess what, Jason? You literally just asked me that question. I did. And then got it wrong. That's not what I was going to ask you to guess. (laughs) Tell me, do you know what's so special about today? Uh, About what day? What's the date? April 15th? It's tax day. It's tax day. That's right, ladies and germs. It's tax day. Did you do your taxes? Oh, I did. And let me tell you what. They streamlined the system this year. Yeah. They streamlined how deductions and stuff work. Yeah, they sure did. Yeah, they? they, they sure did. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, Mr. President. <laughs> Thanks for that. I said sarcastically. Uh, yeah. Well, I think the Congress had more to do with that. Uh, well, I don't know. They were all... They were all involved. They were yes. all friends with each other. Sure. That's... Passing but, tax laws that make rich people have real good days. And right. The rest of us, not so much. This was the baby the baby of uh, of Paul Ryan, though. I think he's he's the one who gets most of the credit for yeah, that. That was a tool. I mean, he still is a tool. For, but, yeah, for this debacle, know. though. Yeah. Yeah, so taxes. We uh, we we did ours finally last weekend. Yeah. How'd yeah. that go for you? Uh, not as bad as it could have. Yeah. But not as not great. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure not as good as previous years. Yes. Yeah. That's for sure. We yeah. felt that as well. I, I don't do my own taxes. We 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 have somebody that yeah. does it for us. Yeah, we use TurboTax. Yours is a lot more complicated oh, yeah. than I have, I know. like business taxes and right. stuff. So yeah, yeah. The other thing yeah. about TurboTax is that you know I, I do have more than I can do with just their free online thing. So I do have to pay uh, for their TurboTax Max. Yeah. And, and by Max, they mean the lowest level of service, <laughs> the yes, most yes, bare yes. minimum <laughs> that you can pay fifty dollars right, for. Right, right. Fifty dollars yeah. plus filing fees or something, and all along the way, they they want me to, to upgrade. You could need to add on these. You you need to upgrade to small business edition for another hundred and fifty dollars. Small business edition? What? Because I because I have other income from game stuff, right? Oh, and it right, wants right, me to right. do small business yeah, edition. Yeah. Don't do that. No, because filing for business no. is a pain. Yeah, uh, that is one of the nice things about switching to being self employed. Is I was already filing taxes that way, sure. so it's. Not that big of a deal, so yeah. that's kind of nice. Um, I mean, it's not because it still sucks, but um, <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I'm, I, I'm at least used to how much it sucks. Yeah, that's so, good. Yeah, yeah. I was talking to my dad the other day. Um, of course, he still does all his taxes himself by hand with no computer. Of course, he does. That so sounds like your dad. My dad is old school. Um, and his taxes are more complicated now than they've ever been because he's like running now that he's retired. So he's got retirement income. He's got social. He's, he hasn't started drawing social security yet because he's still living off of, you know, 401k stuff. And I don't even think he's started to draw to set 401k is he old enough to get social security. He is. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. But he's not drawing it yet because he wants to wait on that. Um, oh, does it like, do you get more if you wait? I don't know exactly how it works, no man. How it works. But in, he's got military pension and he's got, you know, pension from the company he retired from but he's also got like two separate businesses that he's running on his own now and he's got rental property and it's it's the kind of thing it'll take him four weeks to do his taxes like working on it every night he could pay someone like 500 bucks and they would take care of everything for that hey he'd rather do it himself that's my dad he's he's old school 
he's a nice guy, but that's dumb. <laughs> his, his attitude is like, I've got three and a half months. I've got plenty of time to get this done. Here's the, the other thing, Rob. Uh-huh. When he screws it up, guess whose fault it is? Oh, I know. His. If, if something gets screwed up and somebody prepared it for you, like they're there to help you through it. Whether or not it's your fault, like say you forgot to give them yeah, something, right? Sure. They're still there to hold your yeah. hand and walk you through it. Yeah. But that's why he takes four weeks to do it because he'll do his taxes like seven times <laughs> right. in that period there right. to make sure. He'll do it every every calculation, every form gets filled out multiple times to make sure that he's doing his math and he's cross-checking himself the entire way through, right? Because he doesn't have a computer to do all that that balancing. Right. He's right. got to do it all himself. Right. It's, it's it's blows my mind. Right. But no, and uh, and he doesn't want to get it audited. Like seven or eight years ago, we got audited. Mm-hmm. It was the it was like the first year we bought a house. Yeah. Right. So we had like mortgage interest and I don't know, some some donations maybe. Mm-hmm. And they audited us. And yeah. we were like, oh, 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 panic attack. Like, because of course yeah. it's like two years later. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, and I'll tell you what, we literally proved every single Good. cent. And this was a trick. So you used to not have to have receipts if you donated something less than $50, I think, or mm-hmm. less, I think it was less than $50. Mm-hmm. Um, but when they audit you, you're required to have a receipt for that. So so literally, mm-hmm. you don't have to have a receipt. The law says you don't have to have a receipt. But when you get audited, you, you had to produce a receipt. Yeah, right. yeah. Like, what? what? <laughs> Luckily, at the time, it was we were at the old company we used to work at, not yeah, yeah, yeah. the current one, but the one way back that doesn't yeah. exist anymore. Um, and I had donated to some stuff there, like some charities through there, and uh-huh. was able to get someone to write me a receipt for that. Oh, that's good. Who who I knew from the place, because it was like, what am I supposed to do? Like, yeah, right. I know that I did this. Like, yeah. I need some help. Can you? And they were able to give me a receipt yeah. so I could prove it. But like, it was nerve wracking. Like, I don't ever want to do that again. Oh, I have no interest so, in everybody. Yeah, right. So, yeah, in, in uh, this year with the 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 new standard deduction is is higher than it used yes. to be. And and we went through all the questionnaires on TurboTax and everything. And we get to the end, and it's like you 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 should just use the the standard deduction. We're like, oh, okay. And we get we get almost to the end. We realize we never put in our 1098 for our, our mortgage interest deduction. Yeah, you should probably do that. And so we went back and did that, and we like specifically did the search thing and said, okay, now we need we gotta put in our 1098. Right. And it and it reprocessed that and it said, nah, you didn't need to do that because of the new standard yeah, deduction. Yeah. So basically, yes, the if you um if you don't have a lot of other things you want to be able to put in there, yeah, yeah, I guess this it makes it a little simpler. But if you have anything else, mm-hmm. my tax preparer lady was like, yeah. She's like, we have a lot of unhappy customers. I'm sure. Here. Which makes sense because yeah. if you have someone doing your taxes for you, it's usually because you have other things. Right. So, um, but yeah, it was just, it was a pain. Yeah. So I'm glad so. that it's done though. Mm-hmm. Every year I get all nervous. Like, and I wait till like mid-March to send this stuff. I'm not even doing it, Rob. And I wait <laughs> till mid-March to send it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, anyway, that's that's enough for our tax complaint corner. I think yeah, yeah. for for this year. Uh, Please think- don't audit us. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> for any IRS builders out no. there, <laughs> builders, we know it's not your fault. Yes, and yes. we probably said some things that were incorrect here. Yes, please don't audit us. Yes. Uh, Again, Jason. I have somebody prepare my taxes right. so that I don't screw them up. <laughs> The year of Pablo continues, though. It does, Pablo. Yes. We have next, we have, uh, this is our second to, light, second to last beverage from from Pablo. Uh, this is called Grapeette. It is, I've never smelled anything more grape It than smells this. like grape juice, right? <laughs> it does. Yes. Uh, he, Pablo says, this one is grape flavored. Whoa. <laughs> uh, now, they have one that is raspberry flavored or something like that, but I didn't manage to find it. 
So a lot of detail there in his. Is that literally his, all he said about this one? <laughs> that's all it says. So yeah, but it, like it, awesome. it just straight up smells like grape juice. Yeah, and not, I, it, I like grape though. I do so too. I'm right, excited. and it's not like that that generic purple flavor grape, right? It's actual grape flavor. At least this that's the right. smell. Let's right. taste it. Yeah. That tastes at least 75% less like grape than I expected it to. I agree. <laughs> it tastes more like like purple flavor. Purple drink. Yeah, purple drink. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, I mean, it's good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's good. It's a cute little bottle. Yeah, some of the packaging on these are like the tiniest little cans and bottles. Because they're not from America right. where we drink way too much of everything. We consume too much yeah. soda, too much <laughs> sugar. Too much everything. Yeah, yeah. basically. Yeah. Look yeah. at these portions. Yeah, um, it's good. All right. So thank you again, Pablo. Yeah. I want to say this to you, Rob. Please say this to me, Jason. You said you saw Captain Marvel. And you I really did. Liked it. Yeah, yeah. I liked it a lot. Yeah, it was real good. Yeah. Um, like I feel like I could nitpick some things, but it's not really about that. I don't need right. to. No, 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 no. Yeah. And um, there's it was like some character development stuff, um, which I thought was a little. I mean, since I said I could nitpick some things, I might as well. But I don't like. I don't care. These are things I don't really care about, right? Mm-hmm. There's some ca- character development things that I think are maybe a little clumsy or some some leaps of logic without getting into um, spoilers here on the podcast. Uh, and I think there might have been a few little little inconsistencies in her character and how she handled things. But but that might have also just been me. Um, um, not keeping track of what was going on necessarily. Well, they they did a lot of um, cutting back and forth. Like yeah, like the way they do the it's very different than like your standard formula of like yeah, person gets powers. Person, it's like she is person with powers. Yeah. Now let's kind of intersperse backstory, and I really liked that because sure. it was a fresh take on it. Sure. Um. The uh, man, I I just can't stand Jude Law. Like. <laughs> Of all the actors like out there, mm-hmm. like just in general, every role he's ever been in, yeah. the guy just annoys me. Really? He just I don't know what it is. He just annoys me. I, I was feeling I, I don't have anything against Jude Law. I mean, he's he's certainly not uh, on my list of probably not even my top twenty favorite actors, you know. But I don't have anything against him. Though I we did two days in a row. One day we watched, we went and saw Captain Marvel, and then the next day we saw the new Fantastic Beasts movie. Oh, yeah. he's, was that uh, any good? He's done, young Dumbledore. Is all right. Oh, he's young Dumbledore. Oh, yeah, that makes me sad. Why couldn't they cast any other English person? Literally I mean, any other. He's a he's a well known face. He's a name I that draws people. I just right? I don't. You know why? Because he's the he's always the same guy. He's, like yeah. he was terrible as um Watson. Like oh yeah, he's not a Watson. He's no, like, he's not good. For he would have been better off as a Sherlock well, than a Watson. The, the Guy Ritchie uh, Sherlock Holmes movies are terrible, but just I'm objectively just saying, bad. You could have put him in Martin Freeman's place in Sherlock, and he would have been bad. Like he just he's not a Watson. Like Martin no, Freeman yeah. to me is like the sure. best interpretation of Watson probably ever. Sure. That's my opinion. Uh, he's he's an excellent modern Watson, yes. Yes. Um, you know who's a better modern Watson than uh, Jude Law? I know he wasn't a modern Watson. Uh, freaking, what's her name? Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Lucy Liu. Oh, from that American she plays, thing. She plays Joan Watson. And she was actually really good. Yeah, I, mean, I never saw that. I, I, if I were you, I would never watch it because it l- changes so much about Sherlock sure. that you would just make you really mad. But I watched the first season. It mm-hmm. was pretty solid. Okay. Um, but I realized having watched also Sherlock at the same time Mm -hmm. that that kind of like mini movie format Mm -hmm. and not 20 episodes a season is way better than Sherlock doesn't feel as clever 
after 20 episodes of a full season he just doesn't sure so yeah, i can see that. yeah it, it yeah he uh he works when he's kind of surprising and fresh and doesn't wear out his welcome that character exactly yeah. there was a thing i was pulling up i was going to read to you about captain marvel that's super short but okay. uh this is so this sums up the character mm-hmm. you're gonna have to bleep me here but uh this is a meme somebody posted um and this was uh kelly sue DeConnick, uh i believe is one of the writers so okay um, i don't know i'm bad with that kind of stuff i'm sorry uh but anyways um they're interviewing her about carol and she says carol falls carol falls down all the time but she always gets back up we say that about Captain America as well. But Captain America gets back up because it's the right thing to do. Carol gets back up because f*** you. And that, I think, is a pretty good description of her character, right? I mean, like, that's... Yeah, yeah, that about sums so, it up, yeah. I mean, she... Uh, I, I like that she just kind of did her own thing, but mm-hmm. she wasn't like... She was like... Tony Stark can be kind of like, I'm just going to do it my way, mm. but you kind of want to punch him in the face because he's, you know, it's a bad idea. It's kind of like, it's kind of like star Lord is the same way, right? Like I'm going to do my thing, mm-hmm. but it's going to be dumb, right? Like, yeah. cause it's going to be a bad idea. Right. Great. I'm going to create Ultron. It's going to be awesome. I'm mm-hmm. going to punch Thanos in the face. It's going to be great. Yeah. But, uh, anyways, um, with her, when she was like, I'm just going to do it my way. I was like, no, your way makes sense. Let's do that. So, mm-hmm. Uh, also, the de-aging on Nick Fury and Coulson oh, yeah, was, was really done, especially on, on Sam Jackson. Fantastic. Yeah. Oh, my Col- gosh. Coulson looked good, but but Sam Jackson looked incredible. Yeah. 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 I mean, incredible. Seamless, is, as far as I could tell. I don't know how they do it. Like, it's just so. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And like every other version I've seen of that, it you could see, you could see, ah, that was kind of smeary, yeah, right? It was. No, I mean, his is just, just forget, within, really good. He shows up and you're like. Whoa, that's, that's weird. That's and then young within Samuel three Jackson. Three minutes, you're like, that's young Sam Jackson. Like yeah, he's just, there he's he just is. hanging out. Yeah. Um, their rapport, their chemistry was amazing. It was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was good. I, I, I liked having uh, Fury in more of the story, right? He was more of an active part of of the story than he has been in any of the other right. films, right? And it was younger, more naive Fury, which I kind of yeah. liked. Like he was, he was fun like yeah. he wasn't you know like i'm gonna say something sarcastic but i might shoot you like he was just kind of fun. it was it was it was sam jackson from uh the long kiss Goodnight, right yes yes, it yes. Was, like which i think is still my favorite movie he's ever made yeah that's my, really my favorite performance of yeah, his yeah, yeah, right yeah yeah he's really good in that he, that's a great film um, yeah so in there were i won't say what these are but you'll know that there were two pretty good twists in the movie mm-hmm. uh and I loved both of them. Like both of the twists really. um, They did them well. Yeah. Yeah. Were refreshing and surprising. Mm -hmm. And I felt pretty earned. Like when you would went back and thought, I totally missed that. Yeah. Like, and they telegraphed some of that pretty early on too. So they weren't unfair about it. No, no, not at all. No, no. Which is great. But you had certain expectations. Right. um, And I feel like they did a good job even in the press. Mm hmm pandering the hell out of those expectations oh yeah which they don't always they're not always great at that sure but in this one like we're just like this is this is this and this is this and that is that nope wow so mm-hmm. i was yeah i was pretty excited that is i would say that's probably one of my top five marvel movies right now yeah so uh, it was good i don't know i don't know that i rank it quite that high but it was good i need to see it again i it just it was different in a good way you know I mean? yeah, it was refreshing yeah. uh yeah, yeah carol's yeah. definitely so, a, a very different character that they don't have in that 
in that world right. yet. And I'm very well, excited to now, see but... her play with others now. Like, yeah. Very stoked to see mm-hmm. her in the uh, in the next movie yeah. together with everyone. Mm-hmm. It's always fun when they take a character. Like mm-hmm. we didn't get that as much with Spider Man. Sure. Like we did in Infinity War, but in Civil War when he first showed up, that's his intro, right? Yeah. Um, though I was reading that she filmed this before she yeah, filmed I saw that too, uh, Marvel, yeah. so that's right. interesting. But uh, yeah. but anyway, so it's cool to see her. This is her, and now we're going to plug her into this. Mm-hmm. Um, Doctor Strange is a little like that, but I don't know. He's kind of his own. Like I don't really care what you think. You yeah, know? I'm still I'm still torn about Doctor Strange. I, I did like his movie though. I mean, it 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 also had some problems, right? But um, but I liked it. Okay, it was fun. I I, I can't say that any of these. I, I I haven't disliked any of the Marvel movies. There have been some that have been kind of clumsy and not great. Right. But right. But I've I've at least had fun with all of them. Right. Yeah. So one little thing that I would have liked to see in Infinity War in regards to Doctor Strange, and then we'll move on from comics. Oh, you know what? I spoke too soon. Age of Ultron was bad and stupid. Yeah. And I didn't like Age of Ultron. That's the only one that I felt like. But even Thor The Dark World, I I had fun with it. It wasn't good, but I had fun with it. So that was that. I never watched that. And then I was like, I should go back and watch that. And I had such low expectations. I was like, this isn't bad. Yeah, no, it's fine. This isn't bad at all. Um, Age of Ultron, I was just so geeked for them to make the movie that mm-hmm. I, I liked it. And then looking back, I was like, oh, I didn't really like that. No. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just okay. So there were yeah. just a lot of dumb things about it. Yes. Marvel's not very often lazy, and that movie felt lazy. It did, yeah. Um, but what I was going to say was, so one of the biggest critiques I've heard in the whole Infinity War thing, and if you haven't seen Infinity War, I guess don't listen for the next 15 seconds, but <laughs> it's not a big, it's not a spoiler, but people have complained that why, like there's some early scenes where he's using the heck out of the sling ring and he like actually cuts the one dude's hand off, right? Like literally the gauntleted side of his hand, like it's the guy's like forearm, right? Mm-hmm. And they're like, why didn't he just cut off like Thanos's arm? And of course we know why he didn't because that would have been really simple but how cool would it have been in that fight scene if he had attempted to do that and it just would have stopped? Mm-hmm. Like it hits the gauntlet and it just stops and like blows back at him. How cool would that not have been really cool? I feel like that would have been really cool. Could have been cool. It could have been a, they could have turned it into a cool moment instead mm-hmm. of people saying, why didn't he do this? Well, why doesn't Ant-Man just crawl up his butt and explode? Right? Yeah. Well, Ant-Man wasn't there. So that could happen in the next movie. Sure. You don't know. Um, it's not going to happen. Nope. Nope. Definitely not. Right. But but it I should. Don't know, like, Why not? What's wrong with that, Jason? Thanos' intestinal tract could be strong enough that Ant-Man could not explode it. Even he if couldn't he, do that to Thor. I guarantee that wouldn't work on Thor. Even if he goes from <laughs> Ant-Man to Giant-Man? Yeah, I don't think he could. I think, think he, he could. would be destroyed by his intestinal tract before that happened. That's my theory. Well, we'll never know. Yeah. It's like when they shoot Superman in the eye in that one Superman movie. Right. Man of Steel or something. Mm-hmm. No, it wasn't. I don't know. Superman Returns? Superman, Superman Returns, Returns yeah. yeah. The really bad one. Yeah. I, I literally never saw it. I just know that there was a thing where he shot him in the eye. Yeah. Because it's it? in the trailer. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. 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 I, it was kind of feel that it made me not want to see the movie. It was just It was just the first Superman retold. It, oh, it was, was it? It was the first. It was just the first Richard Donner movie again. It was basically... Uh, scene for scene the same movie really yeah that's bad it was just a strange choice also directed by brian singer which i can't see that guy that yeah. guy yeah he yeah. peaked at the first x-men movie 
Yeah. Yeah. I know he's also problematic as a human being. He certainly is, right. I'm just saying, in his movie making, I loved the first X-Men movie. I think the second X-Men movie was better, in my opinion. I thought it was okay. Yeah. The third one was ever the best. Everyone knows that. (laughs) Sure. So good that they wiped it out of the timeline, I was told, basically, in future movies. That's what it sounds like, yeah. I I haven't seen any of them. I... What did I... Anyway, we've been talking about this crap for too long. All right. Hey, so let's move on. We're going to talk about a topic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What's the topic? Oh, yeah. Remember, the topic. topic, I don't know. I just looked at my time on my phone, but I remember the topic. (laughs) uh, Our our buddy Isaac uh, Shalev uh, Uh sent us a tweet, tweeted in our general direction, and he said, what are the differences now in the industry compared to when you started? Mm -hmm. Um, And I liked that. Mm -hmm. I liked that a bit. When did we start doing this? Was that 2012. 2012. I will yeah. always remember that. Not because of the Mayan apocalypse that didn't happen. That was a bust. Uh, my son was born. Josiah okay. was born in 2012. Right. Yeah. A couple months after we st- or before we started this bed. Right. Big disappointment with that whole apocalypse thing not happening. I know, right? I was really bummed. I was looking forward to something. Somebody yeah. had posted this meme on Facebook that was uh, like uh, 2012 Mayans say the world will end. Everyone is literally freaking out because of a prediction because like Mayans said, which first of all, that's not even what they said, no, but right, whatever. Yeah, right. And then like, you know, reputable, reputable scientists, like the world is dying because of climate change. And like, haha, LOL, right? <laughs> we don't believe you. Yeah. True story. True story. Um, yeah. So how has it changed between 2012 and now? So we're looking at five years, right? Yes. Uh, no, more than no, that. Seven years. Seven years. I oh. don't even know why I said yes. I guess I assumed you weren't that bad at math, Rob. I, yeah, I'm bad at math. Anyway, seven years. Seven years has changed. Well, um, well. so I, I, the first thing that my mind goes to is Kickstarter. And Kickstarter was starting to become a thing when we started this. Mm-hmm. That's kind of why we originally started this, right? To say, hey, let's see if we can do this. Yes. Kickstarter's picking up. But now tabletop gaming... Uh, my understanding is is the number one, uh, uh, number one uh, big, biggest market on Kickstarter has been is my. Understanding. I would believe that. Yeah. Uh, maybe not in terms of revenue, but in terms of the number of projects that get funded. Yeah, I would yeah. absolutely believe that. Um, which well, is crazy to think about. Just looking over at my at my shelf there, Garden Dice, Castle Dice, um, Scoville, mm-hmm. all early Kickstarter games. Quicksilver. Um, Quicksilver. Yeah. 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 Yep. I didn't even say that one there, but yes. Uh, Sentinels, which is above uh, that yep. there. Those are all early Kickstarters, and those all destroyed Kickstarter. And with the exception of Sentinels, yeah. none of them are like ridiculously popular games anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. But they crushed it on Kickstarter and like the Garden Dice game. I don't know that that guy's ever made another game. I actually never played the game, but it really looks like fun and I want to play it. That game went gangbusters on there. Yeah. And I looked in that thing. He has a burlap sack, wooden dice, all this crazy stuff because he made tons of money on Kickstarter mm-hmm. and could do that yeah. because that was back in the day when you just were mm-hmm. like, I made a game and people were like, oh my gosh, they made a game. Yeah. It looks good. Let's buy it. Sure. And then everybody bought it. It was, it, it, it has, I think it has contributed, Kickstarter contributed heavily toward the resurgence of, of tabletop gaming. I think so. It added to the diversity for sure. For sure. And I think right? that helped a lot. I think it made it more accessible, put it more in people's faces in a lot of ways. Right. Uh, so much so that that in this time, we've seen more and more big publishers who, who traditionally in the past would have just printed their own games going to Kickstarter. You right. know, we've been right. seeing AEG put stuff on Kickstarter. Right? Somebody else just announced a big one. Who was Oh, that? it was... Um, uh... 
I don't remember what it is. Stronghold. Now. Stronghold. Yeah. Terraforming Mars expansion. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. So there's big stuff hitting Kickstarter from big publishers and big big publishers that previously did not exist now are big deals like like Cool Mini or Not, for example. Right. 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 They, they, as far as I know, they didn't exist before Kickstarter, and now they're massively huge right. because right? of Kickstarter. Because of Kickstarter. And, well, in America's addiction to minis, for some reason, but well, the our yeah. our, our, our gaming community's addiction to minis. Right. To be yes, fair, yes. right. Oh, um, Kickstarter, by the way, yeah. uh, a little throwing a little plug here. Oh, uh, Endangered is on Kickstarter right now Ooh. by Grand Gamers Guild. <clears throat> it's a fun game. I've I've played it several times uh, over the years here, or the last couple of years, I guess, as it was developed and stuff. Joe Hopkins designed it, good friend of the show. Um, anyways, you should check that out because mm-hmm. it's a fun game, and yep. it's uh, it's for it's like a. It's a game that's got a message and uh, is an important message right now. Uh, mm-hmm. Also, the art is really good. The art is really good. Covers by Beth Sobel, and then somebody else did a bunch of the art, too, and it, it all looks so good. Mm-hmm. Yep, so. and it's funded now, right? Uh, or close to funded? Yeah, at this point, I'm sure it is, or very close. Yeah, very yeah. close, so, yeah. It's, it's 100% going to fund and, yep. and move past that. So you're going to get a goals. great yeah. game out of it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. anyways, um, glad we talked about Kickstarter. I remember that. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, the big companies who are putting stuff out there, and I, I don't know, I'm, I'm wishy washy about that. Uh, part of me gets it, right? Like it's a business model that makes total sense. Sure, they take less cut than a distributor does. It's basically free marketing. Right, uh, it's totally worthwhile. Yep. Um, but it, 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 we have seen a lot more Kickstarter failures. Like mm-hmm. Kickstarters used to fail, but Kickstarters that would fail, you'd look at the Kickstarter and think, mm, I can see why that failed. Like, right, yeah, it didn't have any artwork. It just right. it didn't look great. But I mean, the last several years, like. We've seen many times good games that look great, have all their stuff together, fail mm-hmm. on Kickstarter. I yeah. mean, that's that is common. Yeah. So, and and you you touched on something else there is that is that the way the way those a lot of the publishers are using Kickstarter now has changed as well. They're not using it to we need we just need this money to make this game happen, guys. Just come on, help right. us get it there. They're using it as as a marketing tool. Right. They're using it as a right. pre order system. They're or they're using it as a as as a process to test the market, is this something that people are even interested in? Right. You know? One one thing I think is really good for that is, if you're a big publisher, like say a Kumani or not at this point, right? Because they have enough money to print these games on their sure. own, right? Um, but one of the cool things is that for them and for the audience is if you want that game with ten bajillion minis in it, mm-hmm. you're going to get more and a better value because of Kickstarter, right? Yeah. Um, if they were doing say a pre-order service, which Functionally, that's what Kickstarter is for them yeah. because you know they're going to come through with it. Right. Um, they, it would be harder to scale to say, once we've sold a thousand copies, we'll unlock all this stuff and then 2,000 will unlock. Mm-hmm. It's just easy to do with Kickstarter. It's built in. Right. That's You don't have to do anything special and everybody feels comfortable with it. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to buy this thing and I'm not going to get it for two years. What? I know. What a, right. what a ridiculous thing, but people are totally okay with it. It's it's weird to it's weird to feel to have seen and felt that that perspective on yep. on buying a product change. Like I that. actually I uh, I pre-ordered Yoshi's Crafted World on uh, it's a Switch game. Yeah, yeah, and it's really good by the way. But anyways, I pre-ordered it and I just got it now and I pre-ordered it like nine or ten months ago and it got delayed. Right. Mm-hmm. And when I finally got, it, I was like, man, like come on, like that took so long. But literally, that's every Kickstarter ever. <laughs> Yeah, because <laughs> a lot of Kickstarters end up slightly delayed, right? Sure. It's just the world. Yeah. Side note: I have a very strong opinion that people should not pre-order video games. Um, I only pre-ordered it because I didn't want to forget to buy it, and mm-hmm. it was going to be available in two months. And I was like, 
if I buy it off Amazon, it will show up at my door the day it's released. That sounds like fun. And then you did nine months later. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, sorry. Side note. Um, yeah. So, so that's been interesting. And another thing that's happened, I mean, Kickstarter is the, is the big story about how the industry has changed. Right. right? So, so with that, some, I think that's the single thing that's had the biggest effect yes. on the industry. Yeah. As it is. Right. It's enabled uh, uh, more small publishers to get into the business too, right? And and we've seen every possible iteration of that come come through here, right? We've seen, uh, you know, first timers have, have products that blow up. We've seen, we've seen um, small publishers grow into big publishers. We've seen small publishers grow into big publishers and then collapse under their own weight. Yeah. You know, and, and, and we've seen... Small publishers take take a swing and miss and disappear forever. And you and right. I have both inv- been involved with with publishers in virtually every version of that. Yeah, in, in some yeah. way, right? It's been crazy. Yeah, um, some version of that of nearly every scenario has affected either you or me or both of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Which you're welcome, listeners. Benefit to you, <laughs> right? So, so that also and then I, you know. It, I don't know how big the designer community was before we got into this. Um, well, I think that a really good way to to uh, get an idea about that is Unpub. That's true. Look at, Look at what's happened now compared yeah. to Unpub. I went to this third Unpub, I think, yeah. ever. And it was in a church basement? It was in a church basement. There were 20 or 30 to 20, maybe 20 tables or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Uh, like I just went out and bought a table. It wasn't a big deal. Mm-hmm. Now it's like this thing where you're like it's trying really hard to get a table. Um, they might have like a hundred plus designers. I mean, it's insane, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and well, we see the old standards there, right? There are a lot of friends we have. We see all of them at those events. Sure, there's constantly new designers. People that we don't in. know, yeah. Um, and I think we, I bet between us, we easily know personally know probably a hundred designers. And, um, at least by name, certainly. Yeah, 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 yeah. And how constant is it that you see a new game by someone else you've never heard of, right? Yeah. I mean, that right there is, mm-hmm. um, you know, I felt like there was a time maybe two, three years ago where I felt like I could go to a game store and like I knew like, like 20, 30 games, I'd be like, I know all these designers. And they had like mm-hmm. 50 to 60 games there. Now they have a bazillion games. I still know probably 50 of those designers now, mm-hmm. but there's hundreds of names on those boxes of people that I've never even heard of. Yeah. And these are new games coming out from big companies. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's crazy to think about. Um, yeah. Uh, so, it, yeah, it's, it's changed pretty dramatically. I'm trying to think of other, other examples. A really other good one is yeah. uh, that, um, when we started doing this, uh, there was no resources. There were no resources for new designers. That's a good point. Or at least hardly any. Which is why we started uh, doing which this. Which is why we started the show. And right. then, hey, guess what? Now there is several copycat podcasts. Well, you know. I'm just saying. Do your thing. We're not mad, but no. we were first. Uh, anyways. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You're right. I think there's at least four other game design yeah, podcasts yeah, out yeah. there. No, and, and frankly- I think three of them are on the Dice Tower Network. <laughs> yeah. Not this one, baby. Not this one. Uh but anyways, um, there's a documentary. How did that do on Kickstarter? That fund? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. good, good. So I, I think it's like coming out or something. Is it? Good? I, I totally lost track the of the dude from its email me. Yeah, me too. But I, I again, I got distracted and lost track. Anyway, I think that did fund anyway. There's a documentary about game design. Um, 
yeah, there's, I mean, well, to be fair, there's a documentary about almost everything these days, but, um, anyway, it, it's, this is not, this is becoming more and more mainstream all the time, right? Gen Con sold out for the first time in its history a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, what was that? 2017 sold out. Yeah. 2018. And they sold out early 2018. I think they sold out by the end of the event. Yeah. 2017 was the 50th too, yeah. I think. So yeah. that helped it, but, right. but no, I mean, it's, you know, the, this industry is growing and I don't remember the dollars, uh, that the industry is generating, no, but I have it's, no idea. um, it is grown exponentially to large, you know, hundreds of millions. If mm-hmm. not, it may have crossed like a billion this last year or something. Maybe. It's, I don't know. It's insane. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the design space has gotten very crowded, right? With other, um, there, are, I guess that there are a lot more publishers out there looking for games, mm-hmm. but there's also way more designers out there looking looking mm-hmm. to sell games, right? Yeah, um, and uh, that is a good thing. I'm not saying that's bad, but it does make our lives a lot harder, right? Mm-hmm. Because I think it used to be there were a lot of designers who were just kind of interested in it, and it wasn't um, they weren't serious about it, right? And more and more designers, I think, have become serious about it because they've realized like it can happen. Like I can get mm-hmm. a game published. Sure. Um, and two, I think that people who weren't designing or just were gamers are seeing, oh wow, a lot of people are getting their games published. I want to do that too. Mm-hmm. And they're doing it, you know, and good for them. Yeah. Uh, I think that the industry has has become much more diverse. I think we still have a very long ways to go. Long on way that. to go. Yeah. Uh, but I think we're making headway, and that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's great. So, yeah, can't think of a lot of. I'm sure there are glaring other things that have changed. Uh, the types of games that were popular have certainly changed. We've seen multiple iterations of yeah. what type of game What's was the popular. How do things that so, everybody wants to do? Yeah, I think we finally broke away from zombies. Thank goodness. I think we hit peak zombie. Thanks, yeah. John Gilmore. I think you helped with that. Yeah, right. Yeah, you kind of ended it. You made the game where, like, we're just going to stop trying now to make more zombie right. games. It was the drop the mic moment there. Um, yeah. And so, so with this growth and this expansion, it also makes it harder and harder and harder every day to stand out from the crowd. You know, it does. Yeah. 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 It certainly is. Um, you know, I, uh, was looking to submit a game to a publisher that I've been working on with Neil and, uh, the submission form for the publisher, first of all, was incredibly thorough, which thank you for that. That's Mm -hmm. really helpful. Second of all, um, it was like, uh, hey, attach your sell sheet. Oh, don't have a sell sheet? Here's where you can read about them. Make a sell sheet. Mm-hmm. And you know, when we first started doing this, like we're like, sell sheets, what? What's a sell it sheet? It wasn't until yeah. a few years in that I actually made a sell sheet mm-hmm. for my game, one of my games. And mm-hmm. you know, now I've like, I try really hard. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, here's a good change. There are a lot more resources now for yeah. designers. Uh, I was just thinking about the sell sheet. Gameicons.net. Yeah, has been one of the most amazing sites. And it's a great resource. Yeah. Some resource sites will put something up and be like, "Look what we made! We made this thing," mm-hmm. and then they don't change it. Gameicons.net continually steps up their game. Now you can actually take an icon, yep. put it in their little editor thing, add text, shape, change everything, break everything apart, recolor everything. Yep, it looks like you spent an hour photoshopping. It took me ten minutes in yeah. there. It's it's a great resource. Um, yeah, right. And just I mean the the growth of Game Crafter is also oh, huge. Oh man, right? yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I think. That when it comes to the design community, a, a thing like Game Crafter has been not just a necessity, but like 
the fact that they were there, they've helped it grow, Absolutely right? Absolutely right. Um, because those people who want to make their own game and publish it, mm-hmm. but don't want to go through the whole rigmarole of dealing with a publisher and selling it, mm-hmm. boom, you have Game Crafter. You right. can legit make your game, make mm-hmm. it look beautiful, make it look awesome, um, put it on Game Crafter and sell it. Yep. Print multiple copies, do whatever you want. Do and, whatever you want. Um, right. That's really cool. It is super cool. So, yeah. Democratization of gaming. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And I uh, that. yeah, ma- making producing games. Yeah. It's, 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 it makes it more accessible f- to everyone. Gaming is really. not a democracy, Rob. It's a republic. But that's America. Wait, I get confused. Yeah. It's tough sometimes being opinionated about things. Anyway. Um, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hey, uh, two updates I want to give real quick. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm ready to be updated. Yeah, so um, I got an, a denial or a, a an email declining my game. Okay. Uh, uh, so You're going to say which one or no? Yeah, Hardpoint, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. So from the company, the well, that was only looking one company looking at that? Yeah, yeah. So they sent you a denial? They sent me the denial. So I finally just got that denial email yesterday. Are those the people that tweeted about how they were publishing your game? Yeah. Um, on Twitter, they tweeted a picture of your game and said yeah. they were publishing it? Yeah, they did that last, what, October when they, they tweeted, <laughs> announced it on on. Sorry, it's not funny. Twitter and saying, yeah, this is going to be our next game. And then, It'd be funny if it wasn't so sad. And then when I said, hey, maybe we should sign a contract, I never heard from them again. And then, uh, and then I got an email from them yesterday saying, "Hey, by the way, they, you know, we really we appreciate uh, we appreciate you submitting this to us, and I think I think uh, I think uh, we just we're not ready to do that right now, but we'd love to work with you in the future." And uh, and I replied back and I said, "You know what, guys? I figured after two months with no response from you, zero contact, I I, I was d- not going to work with you in the future, <laughs> and my feelings haven't changed after six months." Maybe I was kind of a dick, but they were first. Well, I, the, so here's the thing. <laughs> everything that they did, right, minus the tweet, sorry. Yeah. Everything but the tweet was fine. I mean, best way to deal with a person? No, but publishers get busy. I get it. But yeah. tweeting about Publicly someone's announcing game and it. saying it's coming without clearing it with you, I mean, uh, what if they had done that and then they realized that they had to have that game? You could have literally just been like, sorry, I'm going to need more money, guys. Sorry, I'm going to need more money, guys. Sorry, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, but anyway, not to dwell on that. Uh, I also discovered yesterday, uh, looking back at some other stuff, that uh, that so I haven't gotten an official thumbs up on this yet, but I think I can go ahead and announce who Simple Surgery went to. Because it's on BGG now? So... It's on BGG under its real name? Under its new name. With you as the designer? With me as the designer. So if anybody goes to my my page on on BGG, they're going to be able to find it with, I don't know, a click. I think you're fine to say it. I think I'm probably okay to say it. I mean... I can't really get mad at me if it's publicly available, right? Right. Well, not to mention, I mean, even if you hadn't mentioned it, somebody could have called in. Somebody could have easily... I can't control when somebody leaves a message. We have to play it. Right. I mean, so... Right. So I think I'm going to go ahead and say I that. Just, I'd say it. Why yeah. Not? All right. <clears throat> so... Uh, Did you literally stumble upon it on BGG? I was just... I was clicking through things and I saw an advertisement for another game by that publisher uh-huh. on, on the sidebar. I was like, huh. I just I wonder if they ever did anything with that, and I clicked on on or I I've, you know I didn't click on the advertisement. I, I I went to the publisher page, and 
there was listed. <laughs> like, oh, that's cool. I'm actually shocked that no one has sent you, like, because we've got a lot of our designer friends are way more heavy into BGG yeah, than we right, are, right? right? So. And some of them know who this is privately, right? Uh, but right. Anyway, so uh, Simple Surgery has been renamed Dr. Doctor. Yes. As in, as I, in somebody. This is totally new information. Yeah. <laughs> as, as if somebody were screaming, Dr. Doctor, you know? Um, well, or, you know, give me the news. Because, Rob, I hate to tell you, nope, but I've got we're not a case do that. of loving you. <laughs> uh, and it's being published by Indie Boards and Cards. Um, woohoo! Woohoo! And uh, it is not going to Kickstarter. Uh, it is it is in production right now. Uh, my understanding is that they are hoping to have copies available at Gen Con. Um, if it, depending on you know production, uh, uh, you never know how things are going to go over in China. Um, right. But uh, but the the goal the target is to have copies available at Gen Con. But if not Gen Con, then soon after. Um, so that's pretty cool. So its its official title is Doctor Doctor, a game of simple surgery. Nice. And uh, you can, if you look at it, look at it on BGG, and uh, you can see the the box cover and the the back of the box. You can see kind of the the art style they're going for, and it's really just super cornball and goofy, and I love it. Nice, I That's love exciting. it. Yeah. So the box art's even out there and everything. The box art's out there, yeah. <laughs> nice. and, it, and it you know it says came from the publisher in the right. little caption. Right. So so either it's totally cool you said something, or someone's getting fired. <laughs> I don't know, man. Anyway, but I fault. So yeah, so I got that. I got that email from that other publisher that I was kind of pissed about, and then I went to BGG, uh, and there was an alert that somebody had posted a, a review of the Ranch expansion, Saloon, Ty- Saloon Tycoon, a video review. I didn't have a chance to watch it yet, oh. but then I saw that advertisement on the side, and I was like, oh, I wonder, and and clicked through that. So That's yeah, hilarious. There you go. So the good news is a video review of the Ranch expansion, which is now by that one awesome dude who does the live reviews oh, yeah. where he basically looks at your game for the first time, kind of doesn't understand it. And then is always negative about it. Right. Who I don't remember. I don't know. Is, name but is, I know, but yes. I know. Yeah. I remember that. And he, he basically says my reviews are all negative because, because that's what happens when you do it this way. It's like, no, I think your reviews are negative because you don't like stuff. I don't know what to tell you, bud. but anyways. <laughs> and you're not giving anything a fair shake. Right. Yeah. Right. I misunderstood this rule, but it makes me hate the game. So, so it's okay. going to go. With I didn't that. actually play with that rule. And because I didn't understand it, and even though it's an important rule that would change the way the game works, I'm just going to assume, having not used it, that it would be terrible anyway. Right, right, right. Yeah. All right. Okay. Oh. Was that your other update, or that was Yeah, those are my two updates, yeah. You got to pitch a game, bro. I got, yeah, right. Brosif. Can I start calling you Brosif? Uh, So... I would not do that. I, I hate when people do that. So I got, we got, we got, but I'm going to take it, um, a pitch challenge from a good friend of the show, Lenny or Wexford. Uh, he says, define, a, or excuse me, design a game with all the components pictured plus a board if needed a constraint. All items pictured must be given a meaningful purpose. No components can be added or deleted. Gold discs can be used like cards, but keeping the disc form. So what he does, he tweeted a picture here, and it's a picture of, what is it, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 True Dungeon tokens, those gold plastic tokens, mm-hmm. like a little bit bigger than Poker Chip. We've got um, we've got uh, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26 cubes in an array of colors. Literally just counted cubes, Rob, on the show. That's great. Yeah. Uh, two pawns that are the same color and four tanks in two colors. 
Um, um, so I have to, and I can add a board. That's stupid, and I'm not going to do it. I hate, I hate you, Len. It's not stupid, but dude, that is really complicated. That's just, <clears throat> that's I don't have, I'm not. Brain, brain, not go away. No. Um, so let me to pull you a board game, Isaac. Uh, thank you. Yes, I'm not ready. <laughs> thank for you, this. Len, for trying. But I think this is like when I ask Neil for a topic, uh-huh. and he gives us something that we're not capable of doing. That sounds you, brilliant. You just, that there's no way we can get there. You just pulled a Neil, buddy. You just pulled a Neil. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Okay. Board gameizer, just pulled it up here. Uh, this is one of my favorite ideas ever. Oh, great! Um, I'm excited. You may not like it, but I, I, um, the theme really gets me. Okay, I'm ready. So I'm going to start with everything but the theme. Okay. Uh, mechanics, memory, memory. Pretty simple. Memory. Wait, I forgot what. Uh, it was a memory joke. Yeah, 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 yeah. Memory yeah. is the mechanic. Okay. Yep. Victory. Reach personal objective. Reach personal objective. So you, you're going to have like a personal objective you have to reach, right? Okay. 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 The theme. Okay. Jason, okay. Poison karate. <laughs> Poison karate. Oh, that's really good. <laughs> and the constraint is really simple. Uh huh. Can't use pawns or meeples. Ah, okay, that's Which, fine. Yeah, okay. I don't think you need them for this. This feels like a this feels like a card game. Poison karate. Poison karate. Uh, it's a memory game. Okay, it's a memory game, Jason. Jason, it's a memory game. I forgot what the game is about. Poison uh, Karate. I, that's like a title, right? That's not a mechanic. That's a, a theme. That's a title. And, Poison uh, Karate. And uh, uh, reach personal objective. Poison Karate. Poison Karate. <laughs> Just keep saying it. It'll make it easier. Poison Karate. So, victory condition is a personal objective. So, <clears throat> this is a game of assassins. And uh, you... Uh, well, no, it's, it's, uh, it's a... No, it's not that. It's there is it's it's the assassin versus the bodyguard. That's what it is. So uh so there is there's a yakuza boss, okay? There's a yakuza boss and he is the target, right? And and uh uh he's he's kind of the NPC. This is a two-player game. It's either two or four. We'll get back to that. Um, the Yakuza boss is kind of the target. He's like Mr. Body from Clue, right? He's not actively in the game, but he's what the game's all about. Okay. Um, so, uh, so there are two roles in the game. One is the assassin, and the other is the bodyguard. Uh, and the bodyguard is a karate master, naturally, right? Who who needs to fend off uh, any anybody who is out to get the the yakuza boss. Um, the assassin obviously needs needs to murder the yakuza boss, and and the uh, the. Um, the assassin has a secret identity, right? And you don't know. Uh, I mean, the assassin knows who they are, but the but the bodyguard doesn't know who they are. Okay, it's that simple, right? And so, if you know, it, obviously, if we're playing a two player game, I know that I'm I'm the the karate master, I'm the bodyguard, and I, and I know that you're the assassin. That's not that's not a secret, but but there's going to be an array of faces out there on the board. Okay. Now, um, so here's the thing, though. I don't know, and, and uh, okay, so I'm, we're gonna say there's a, it's a five by five, five by five, and we're gonna do six by six uh, uh, set, uh, 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 array of cards of different faces that have been laid out there. Okay, all right, this is where we're getting to. Now, um, uh, um, 
I'm, I know that I'm the bodyguard and I know that you are the assassin. Um, but I don't know which of these faces here is me. Okay. One of these faces out here is the bodyguard. And one of these faces out here is the assassin. Okay. Okay. All right. But what I do know is that I, I start the game with a card that has a specific symbol on it. All right. And this symbol corresponds with who with with bodyguard or with assassin okay right now now it's it's like that ghost game that we played where you you put tiles underneath tiles you know on a board it was that uh, it was a ghostbuster style was that game that looked like one game but was actually another game yeah right basically uh so what you're gonna do is first thing you're gonna do is you're gonna shuffle up those tiles and and you're gonna you're gonna lay them all out right you're gonna lay them all out and there's two of each tile right because it's a member game you're matching shit excuse me you're matching stuff um and uh, uh, and then you put all those out, and you got to put them all out face down. And then you and then you put the faces on top of those tiles. So so it's not like you know face A always corresponds with with symbol B, right? It's it's randomized every time, Jason. It's randomized. Great. It's randomized. Okay. So you do all that, right? And then and then uh, you have to you have to find matches. And every time you match two symbols, then then you reveal. Uh, uh, you reveal something. There's got to be a separate stack that you're revealing from. If you're going to match two symbols, then you say, that means I've, I've figured out the identity of these two people, okay? And at some point, you're going to get to a point where where, you, where one of those where, where those two faces match one, one of the symbols that you or I are carrying. And then one of us knows. Maybe both of us know, but one of us knows. Uh, you're going to know I'm one of those two guys, or you, the assassin, is one of these two guys, and then the next step is to figure out which of the two it is so that so that the bodyguard can go in and beat them up and kick them out of the a place because that's what you do with karate. You don't kill people. You just beat them up. We learned that from the karate kid. It's defensive. Defensive, that's right. Or you could just strike first, strike hard, no mercy, sir. Right, because that's Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai. Right. <clears throat> Took me a minute to get there. <laughs> Uh, you brought it up right (laughs) or um the assassin obviously then needs to know hey one of these guys one of these guys is the bodyguard and one of these guys is the the yakuza boss and and one of them i have to kill and the other one is is the bodyguard and if i if i try and poison him then he's going to know who i am and he's going to beat me up and so then there's another layer around that um that doesn't involve meeples or what is (laughs) Or pawns. Or pawns. And that's that's karate poison. All right. There you go. I kind of feel like you just pitched the game I pitched last time, but... I don't think so. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, mine did have meeples in it, but it was a game about (laughs) figuring out faces and assassinating meeples. (laughs) Well, mine's totally different because it has memory involved. I guess. Poison karate. The assassination game. The assassination and beat up the bad guy game. The assassination game. Uh, let uh, me see. Do we have something to talk about? Let me see if we have any uh, voicemails. All right. BBG, Leo Orchard. What's going on? Not driving around. Sitting around. Um, which may make this less of a quality phone call. Because maybe the driving adds something to it. Which is what I'm call, talk, calling about. So I played Beta Colony by uh, Handsome Ben and um, Matt Sucks, or Real, Real Sucks. And uh, it was a nice little game, and it was another demonstration of theirs on how you don't need to mash or, or knit together the theme 
in the mechanics. You can have a nice mechanically sound game that's enjoyable and fun, and the theme is just kind of there, which I think, you know, some people in this day and age are like, oh, the theme, it wasn't there, I wasn't pulled in, whatever. Uh, production was a little low. Yeah, I just really wanted to talk about this, and then I forgot. Uh, ah, never mind. Just delete this, Jason. All right, bye. Thanks, Len. So uh, might be the best e- <laughs> best voicemail we've ever gotten. Um, so I'm um, sorry my, that you didn't like Beta Colony. That's my, too bad. My favorite voicemails are the ones that end with um, just delete this. Just delete this, <laughs> which which tells you that I don't pre-screen these guys. Right. I do not pre-screen these. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, good. I'm I'm sorry that you that you hated Beta, beta Colony. And for for you you saying there that. Um, it does not matter if theme and mechanics match. I just want to let you know that AJ Porfirio would fight you for saying that. <laughs> would literally fight you. I don't know if AJ still listens, but he will fight you. He might. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> All right. Okay. That's enough. Hey, uh, plug, 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 plug. Everybody, go out there, fill out the application. Don't we you want to be a had, part? We've had some applicants, but we have not had nearly enough applicants. Don't you want to be a part? of the btg the, idc the idc 2019 Come you on. do you do you know you sixth do. annual uh we're pulling out all the stops this year yeah. there's going to be fireworks <laughs> there will be we're, we're pulling out all the stops meaning they're taking them all out of our pocket pocket and putting them on the table at the event so there will be nothing but stops everywhere lots of stops lots of stops yeah maybe a few starts but mostly mostly, mostly stops, stops. Mostly grinding halts. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. No, but for real, yeah. Uh, we we want you. Yes, we mean it. We've got a full roster of judges and things. Mm-hmm. Now we need some more people to apply. Thank you for those who have. Yes, some of you might be selected. Mm, probably not though. No, that's not true. <laughs> we had at least one really good one. Did we? I was like, oh, this is good. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, that's good. Um, so we well, got one shoe in. For we got sure. one shoe in for sure. But yeah, we're gonna need at least one more. We need at so, least one more. I want this to be a tough decision. I want Rob and I to be like, oh, mm, mm, mm. I'm really good at going, mm, mm. Ah, oh, ooh. Mm-hmm. I like, I like making those sounds. Oh. So please make it, uh, give us a situation where those sounds have to be made. Yeah. That'd be great. Right. The Yoda, the Yoda. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, thanks for listening to the Building the Game podcast. Uh, our email is buildinggamepodcast at gmail.com. You can, uh, I don't care, man, 770-TELL-BTG, at podcastbtg, at J.A. Slingerland, at poorly underscore design. Um, and uh, that's probably enough. We'll do this again next week. Bye-bye. Good night. Building the Game is a co-production of Imminent Entertainment and Poorly Designed Studios. All ideas presented by Rob and Jason are the property of the Building the Game podcast. We sure hope you'll join us again soon. Until next time... Dial 770-TELL-BTG. Please don't use the email.